Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Hello, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Marriage, also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, well, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court. And we're Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce, combat, coaching is the flavor of the day, while also helping men understand courting, not dating, in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 172nd episode, Depressed, try this before you get doped up at the doctor part two. Plus, live phone calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. Plus, Please remember to give back and help other marriages by sharing this podcast. And if you are getting value, give it a big thumbs up. Don't wait. Get in that queue for some resolution to your marriage confusion. And so, as we always do, we start off with our quote of the day. Quote. The three tensions of love, despite the highest idealism that are potentials for conflict in marriage, marriage has three basic tensions, which are always inseparable from it because they are grounded in the metaphysical nature of man. End quote. Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, book three to get married. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confusion. All right. All right. So welcome, 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 welcome all of you guys. And I'm happy that you are here uh, getting things a little set up here. So now we're going to get right into it because I want to try to get um, all 10 of the items done today for our subject, which is depression and how and what are the things to try before visiting a doctor for depression? Part two. So we did part one yesterday and part one. I basically laid the foundation, um, asked some questions to try to get um, us to get into the idea of what we're really discussing. Um, again, depression is can be very, very bad. You know, we've all suffered from it, from at least mild depression. 
um, and some of us severe depression, and we just don't know how to get rid of it. So first, we will discuss what depression actually is as a review from episode 151, 171, which uh, I did yesterday. So it's going to go by real quick. If you want to know, get into the full thing of what we spoke about yesterday, go to uh, Catholic Alpha Radical Live, um, Facebook or um, YouTube and you can or rumble and you can see and watch that from uh, the episode live from yesterday. So now, now the info on depression and dysthymia is referenced in the book, what to do when he won't change saving your marriage, when he is angry, selfish, unhappy, or avoid you by Dr. Jack Ito. So real quick, what is depression to review uh, from yesterday's show? from our last show. So some characteristics of depression in marriage are the person may feel hopeless or emotionless. Um, they are more likely, likely to say they don't know what is wrong with them than they are to say something is wrong with you. If a wife has a mental, physical, or mood disorder, uh, for example, uh, depression or dysthymia, treating that should take priority. So that's what we're going to get into to, to some things that will help treat it but if that doesn't work, of course, I suggest then you go to get uh, medication or let a doctor help you. And then once you're on that medication, the goal should be to get you to a certain level and then start weaning yourself back off of medication. Because as you will see, medication is no matter how, it's, it's still a toxicity to your body and it still can cause problems. Okay. Now, uh, both of these mood disorders... Um, so depression is, and dysthymia are mood disorders and what we are most interested in when dealing with an unhappy spouse. Um, both of these mood disorders can cause a loss of interest for your marriage. If your spouse suffers from one of these disorders, the first step is to get them information about them so that they can see the symptoms in themselves and hopefully seek help. So depression, real quick, what is depression and dysthymia? Depression uh, requires the presence of two things. Number one, uh, a depressed, down, or sad mood for most of the time, more days than not for at least a two-week period, okay? Or number two, a two-week period of, of loss of interest or pleasure in activities that were once enjoyed, all right? Now, in addition to one of the two requirements above, at least four of the following symptoms must be present during the same two-week period for a diagnosis of depression. So what that means is you got to have the first two, the two-week deal, right? You must have that. Um, and then also the, the, these two, um, there are two requirements of four of the seven that I'm going to read again. Okay. So number one was significant weight loss or weight gain or loss of appetite. Two, sleeping too much or too little. Three, feeling slowed down like slow motion, physically agitated or restless. Four, low energy or fatigue. Five, feeling worthless or excessively guilty. Six, difficulty with thinking, concentrating, or making decisions. Seven, recurring thoughts of death or suicide or suicide attempt or plan. And so it's important, again, that even though you think you have depression over that two-week period, um, you must have all of at least four of the last those seven things I just mentioned. Now, there is a another type of depression called, called dysthymia 
or persistent depressive disorder. It is long lasting and it's a milder form of depression, which we talked about yesterday. So I'm going to go over that real quick. And remember, dysthymia is long lasting, which means what? It lasts two to five years and and um on what we're on um on the subject. All right. So this is another thing to look at your wife and your husband and to make sure, I mean, if they're depressed, look at the symptoms, look at yourself. And that's why you always hear me talk about look in the mirror at yourself, please, because a lot of times the stuff that's going on in your marriage is you. And if you fix you, a lot of times things will will, will slow down and go back um, and start repairing themselves. Okay, so again, dysthymia is a long lasting modern form of depression. A depressed mood must have been experienced most of the time, most of the days over a two week period of time. Also, a requirement of at least two of the following symptoms must have been present of the two-week period. One, overeating or a lack of appetite. Two, sleeping too much or having trouble sleeping. Three, fatigue, lack of energy. Four, poor self-esteem. Five, difficulty with concentration or decision-making. And six, feeling hopeless. Now, you might say, Oh man, that's just like depression. Well, it is kind of just like depression, except the the difference is it's longer and milder. Okay, so also the symptoms must cause great distress or difficulty functioning at home, work, or other important areas. Like I talked about in the last show, um, that if you have a person that has these so-called mental disorders that are that have been popping up over the last 10, 20 years. They're at home with you and they treat you like crap. Like, what's the one about cursing? It's one of that's got to do with cursing and stuff, you know, um, and not, not be able to control your anger or something like that. And so, but you control your anger at home. I mean, you, know, you go off at home, but then when you get to work, your anger's fine. You don't, you don't go off on people. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can control the disorder at different parts. So, is that really a disorder or is that just you, um, the person? I shouldn't say you is, is that really the person um, just losing control when it's convenient? Right. Okay. Now after the break, we're going to go deeper into this mysterious concept of depression. I hope again that you're warmed up and ready to get into this. Some of the things I'm going to talk about today, you're going to go, yep, I knew that already, but some of the things you're not. So hang in there and try to hang with me and let's try to work and learn some things together. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. 
That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right. Hey, 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 we are back. And so check this out. Let's get a call in here and see uh, if you're having depression or after I start reading the stuff, you go, man, that's me. Or how do I deal with this kind of stuff? Then, you know, give me a call and let's see. Let's see what we can do. And um, believe me, I've been through stuff, this stuff, too. And so I can try my best to help you do what learn what to do before you have to worry about going to see uh, the all knowing doctor. OK. Now, so as promised, the 10 things to try for depression before allowing a doctor to dope you up with toxic medication. Now, listen, it is doping you up. Don't sit there and think that people think because they're taking people think because they're not taking crack or weed or cocaine or heroin or whatever that, hey, you know, it's it's okay. It ain't okay. It ain't okay to be taking a drug for six months, a year, two years, three years, 10 years, 20 years. All that does, all that stuff does, man, is wear down your system, wear down your body. You know, we should be living to at least 100 years old. Nor regularly, okay? We should not be dying at 80 years old, 85, 90, 70, 75, 60 years old, and 40 and 50 and stuff. We shouldn't, but we drink the Kool-Aid and we allow um, the the medication companies to kind of rule our thing. And I understand that when you're hurting, you're hurting and you want it to be over. But all I'm saying is, man, is try your best when you have to feel you have to do this kind of stuff is don't make it a long-term deal because that's when you get sick. And, really, and believe it or not, your body can take poison. It can. It can take poison and it will get rid of it. This is why you always hear me say, purified water, dude. You should be drinking purified water to cleanse your system, your kidneys, your liver, all of that stuff. You know, your digestive system. Believe it or not, if you think about it, if you drink the amount of water I tell you to drink, man, and you eat relatively, you eat relatively okay, your bowel movements would be nice and smooth. <laughs> I'm telling you, they will. So what I advocate is, and it's not just me. I got this from when I used to, when I used to coach football. I got it from a coaching book. Okay. Um, I know y'all, I'm always trying to, I'm always reading and trying to get information. Of course, that's how you stay on top of your game. Anyway, so the, the, the coach was like, you drink, you drink, uh, so if you're 200 pounds, you drink a hundred ounces of water a day. So what you do is you take your body weight and you divide it in half. And that's how many ounces of water you drink every day. Believe it or not, man. And then when you eat, you'll be surprised. You're not even thirsty, you know? That's how, and then also when you urinate, when you urinate, man or woman, when you urinate, your color of your urine should be um, 
like lemonade, light lemonade color, not tea or coffee. The darker your the darker the the, the darker your urine, the the le- the more toxins you got going around in your body. And another thing too, holding your urine is not good. If you drink the water, I'm telling you, you're going to be using the bathroom at least once an hour. You're going to be, you know, urinating at least once an hour. And some people are like, oh, that's too much. No, it's not. Dude, that's your body getting rid of stuff. And if it comes out light, the lighter it comes out, man, your body, you, you, that's a pretty good deal that, you're, that, you're, um, that your body is, is, is taking care of itself. And we're going to go into that deeper in one of the, uh, the 10 things. Okay, so that was just another thing to get us started. So number one, number one. The 10 of the 10 things to try for depression before allowing a doctor to dope you up with toxic medication. Number one is spiritual warfare. Okay. The importance of prayer and not taking God for granted. Adoration, fasting, rosary, sacraments, sacramentals, meditative prayer, holy water, blessed salt, and of course, the almighty scripture. Look. Dude, I ask you and beg you, when you are in a depressive state, do not, not, not underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit. Do not do that. That's the problem today. It goes along with the doctor. And I'm not talking about doctors because, as you heard me talk about yesterday, doctors, most of them want to help you. They do. Doctors want to help you, but a lot of doctors have gotten lazy because the pill will just take here, take this pill man I see you later you know they're not really being doctors now there are a lot of other good there are a lot of good doctors too but see it's like everything else just like bad police officers and good police officers just like uh, bad marriage coaches and good marriage coaches I mean I'm just saying there's always a bad your job is to not be lazy and find the good ones okay all right and spiritual warfare dude you've got to understand why one of the reasons why you're depressed is you are moving away from God. You need God is calling you to get closer to Him. And so you're in a depressive state. So this is why I advocate the sacraments, man. The sacraments, you know, baptism, marriage, holy orders, um, ador- the, the Eucharist, you know, um, confirmation for you if you're if you're a kid, you know. All of the, the sacraments are important, man, because the sacraments are what are sacred, right? That is Jesus made these things sacred. So what, what do they do? They help you through your life to, to grow closer to God and to be more at peace. Okay. So that's why it is important. Um, the Eucharist adoration is one of the most powerful, powerful sacraments there is. People underestimate God. People don't really real. We don't really realize that when if we want a good relationship, we have to cultivate that relationship. Okay, just like with guys and their wives, men think I can just go to work, come home, eat, go hang with the boys a little bit, you know, say hi to my wife, you know, say hi to the kids, kick the dog, and then you know eat, and then kind of like go to bed, and then kind of like get up and like do that all over again. You know, and that is not building a relationship with your wife. It's not. She's all over the place. You're all over the place. And that's not building a relationship. And so when you because when think about it, when you first met, there's no way you would just do that. Uh, you know, you know, uh, 
I'm, I'm going to go to bed because, you know, I got to get them to go to work in the morning. And then you ain't said two, work, two words to your wife. You ain't having one conversation with her. Y'all ain't talked about your day or her day. Y'all didn't get into each other. You didn't have sex. You didn't do nothing. And you go, and then that becomes a habit, don't it? Weeks and weeks and weeks. The same thing is with, our, with Christ. The same thing with Christ. It kills me. It kills me. And it pains me. It pains me how people only go to Jesus Christ, the Trinity, when they in trouble or something ain't right. That is doing what we do to our wives and taking our wives for granted and taking God for granted. That's how we get in trouble. One of the things that in my that is always in my heart is something that always, always, that always drives me is to never take my God, my wife, and my kids for granted. Because that's how you build a relationship. And there's always when when that starts happening, there's this little and this is little, you know, alert that goes off in my head that says, hey man, you need to get you need to take care of that. You know, and once you start doing that, that little alert to come to you too. You know, and that's why I always try to tell you guys, please, please, please Pay attention to your wife. Do not allow her. If you know, you know, if you if you sense something's wrong with your wife, ask her about it. Talk about it. Don't. And then if she's if what she's doing is wrong, you encourage her to do it right. That's your job, and that's her job too to take your advice if if what she's doing is wrong. Just like your um, like if you're if she's if you're doing something wrong and your wife, you know, she's talking to you. Don't get all mad about it. Don't get all mad about it. Don't get all irritated about it. Just know that that's the Holy Spirit talking to you. So that's what I'm saying. If you're in a depressed state, man, one of the first things you should be doing is getting your butt in prayer, taking your butt to adoration every day. Because what that's saying is you need some peace in the day. That's why God says, spend that hour with me. Christ says, spend that hour with me every day and I will feed you. I will feed you. But what do most people do? They don't do, you know, throughout the week. They go to, they might go to church on Sunday, mass on Sunday. And then, you, you know, if you're a Protestant, then you might go to Bible study on Wednesday. If you're a Catholic, you might go to daily mass every day. You might pray the rosary. You might, you know, um, do some meditative prayer or read scripture. You might do that. I remember when I first became Catholic, man. And I would see people, and all they did was just go to church on Sunday. I was like, man, how do you stay out of mortal sin and sin by just going to church on Sunday one day a week? How do you how do they how do people do that? Well, what I learned is they don't. <laughs> they don't do that. They don't do that. So it was a, so what I started doing is I said, listen, it's called the seven daily habits. Oh my God, I should have wrote that down. So one thing I learned when I was in Crisil, and Crisil is a uh, a retreat of sixty men in Indian in Indiana, Indianapolis, uh, or a retreat of sixty women. It's separate retreats; they go together. They're Catholic retreats, and so that's one of the things that you know that um, made my faith grow higher. Um, but what what I learned is called. I, I was just. One day I was at the retreat and I was sitting there and I was, you know, you know, meditating or whatever. And I saw this pamphlet on the table 
and I picked the pants up. It's called the Seven Daily Habits. Now I'm gonna try to say the Seven Daily Habits, y'all, but I'm I'm probably gonna miss I'll miss some of them. But this is started me on my not taking God for granted. This started me on my getting um on my um on my way of getting me a prayer regimen every day. That's another thing, man. Your prayer regimen is important. That's one of the things that helps you grow closer to God. We can't grow closer to God if we don't do the sacraments. We can't go closer to God if we don't pray. Okay? People kill me. Oh, I'm, I pray every day. Yeah, you pray every day just asking God for stuff. That is not prayer. It really ain't. That's kitty prayer. That's kitty prayer. That's like I'm two years old, and every time I talk to God, it's like, oh, God, get me out of this situation. That's kitty stuff. That's that's high school stuff. That's not adult stuff, okay? And so the seven daily habits, Let me please bear with me. I'm probably only going to get five or six, but the first one is morning offering. So the morning offering, I should do a podcast on this, huh? Anyway, the, uh, the, the first is the morning offering. So before your feet hit the ground, you should do a Hail Mary or an Our Father or just say, God, I offer my day up to you or look on the Internet. You can find all kind of, especially if you put Catholic in front of it, because the Catholics got the prayer thing down. I'm sorry, not disrespect the people, but that's meditative prayers. What's happening anyway? Um, or you are, you know, you get on your, you get out of the bed and you get on your knees and you pray. Same thing. Morning offering. OK, the second one, the second thing is daily mass. Okay, daily mass. So daily mass is um, daily mass is basically in the Catholic Church, as you guys already know by now. We go to church. We can go to church seven days a week. We won't. There's a service. There's an actual service where we where the body and blood of Jesus Christ is uh, is given. Um, the priest turns it into body, you know, uh, uh, to, to 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 bread and water, you know, every day. Um, it's called trans transubstantiation. It's called transubstantiation when the priest has the authority from Christ to turn the blood and wine, uh, and turn the uh, blood and wine into his body and blood. Okay, so we it's it's not like Sunday service though. It's not like a Sunday mass like where it's like this big Latin thing and all the choirs are singing and you know we got all the the the, the ushers and stuff and and you got the the boys you know the um the boys the big boys going down the center aisle and all of that. No, it's a very low form that you can go to on your lunch break. You can go to, um, cause if they have it, depending on when they have it different, most parishes have during the week, have, have it, uh, a, a daily mass in the morning and they have daily mass. Um, they'll have like a daily mass at noon around lunchtime and in the evening time. So that's like three times a day. So that's why being Catholic's the bomb dog. <laughs> you, get to, you go to church three days. The church is always accessible. Okay, so that's daily mass, morning offering. Okay, adoration. So seven daily habits. Adoration. So you go to adoration, thirty minutes to an hour a day. Really, Christ wants you to do it an hour. But you know, the way our days are in this this society is, we barely can get fifteen minutes. But I advise people to start out with fifteen minutes, then hit thirty then 45 and then an hour when your state in life allows it. Because if you got to, if you work and you got to, you know, you go on your lunch break, you go, Oh, okay. I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to adoration, but you only got an hour where you can't be in adoration for an hour, but you could be there for 15 minutes or 30 minutes. or depending on how far away your job is, you could be there for 45 minutes. Okay. 
Okay, so adoration is where you go. The sacrament is there. Christ is in every church in the in the uh, Christ is in every church in the world, in every Catholic church in the world, because the priest has um, transubstantiated the uh, the wine and the 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 uh, the bread into Christ's body and blood. That's a sacrament. It's called the Eucharist. And so, what happens is in every church in the world. That's why you very rarely used to be. You very rarely saw Catholics go to a pro, leave a Protestant, leave the Catholic Church to go to a Protestant church because here's the deal: Christ ain't there like that. Okay, so that's another search for another day. Okay, so uh, daily offering, morning, uh, daily daily mass, morning offering, adoration, and then the other one is the rosary. Okay, so the rosary, of course, we all know that now. It's a it's a very strong, powerful meditative prayer okay and so that is why um that is how you grow closer to god is through meditative prayer okay the next one is 15 minutes of scripture okay yeah i don't know how we got off into the seven daily habits but i hope y'all like this because this is like oh this is like cool it's like the bomb like i just like this is very like ad ad lib <laughs> i didn't know i was gonna talk about this <laughs> But okay, so the next one is scripture. So 15 minutes of scripture. We are obliged, we are obligated by Christ Himself to pray at least 15 minutes a day. At least 15 minutes a day. That's why people pray the rosary, because the rosary is like 15 minutes or 20 sometimes. Then you meditate on scripture for 15 minutes. So when we it's not just reading scripture, it's meditating on scripture. Yeah, you can read scripture, that's cool. But if you meditate on scripture, it's a different thing where you take images through your mind. And you try to imagine yourself at that time of the passage you're reading. It's very, it's it's really cool. It's really involved. Okay. So how many is that? One, two, three, four, five. Scripture. Uh, I think. And then I know the last one. One of the one of the ones is the um, is the uh, the uh, examination of conscience. So examination of conscience in the Catholic faith which should be in every Christian faith, every Christian should be doing this, is uh, is examination of conscience is basically at the end of the day before you go to bed or whatever, you know, sometime during the day, you look at your life and the actions of your day and you, you mesh that with God. Like, would God have liked that? Would God, am I, am I breaking any laws of God? Am I displeasing God? It's called, it's called, uh, examination of conscience you looking in the mirror this is why looking in the mirror is so important as a man you look in the mirror every day and ask yourself am i being the man that god would have me be and that's basically in the simple 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 is what an examination of conscience is okay um man i, I i'm trying to if anybody knows the seventh one let me know because i'm i'm drawing a blank right now i can look it up though examine i mean sorry seven catholic Seven daily habits. Ah, ah, guys, I got it. I found it. I know it got quiet there for a minute. I don't care. Uh, but I was really trying to get this for you. So the seventh one is nobody would figure this one out. My wife would. She's probably listening, but she knows what it is. I know she does. The Angelus. <laughs> That's the seventh one. So the Angelus is, um, is you know, the Blessed Mother is important. In, in in the life of Christ in, in our in the Christian life we we gotta know that so there's a prayer 
um, that we pray every day at noon um, for the Angelus. And that's that's a prayer to invoke the Blessed Mother, to help her son, to help you like that. Okay, you got to start invoking the saints, people. You got to invoke the saints because the saints are powerful. They are saints. And that's in scripture, too. So don't be acting like that in scripture It's in scripture that we that the saints are in heaven and we invoke the saints by praying through them to God. And then the, that, that saint will ask God to grant you what you're asking for if it is the will and will help and benefit your soul. Bam. Okay. So look, man, that's what I'm saying, baby. That's what I'm saying. That is what I'm saying, saying, saying. And look, spiritual warfare is important. And this spiritual warfare of actual spiritual warfare prayers. There's a book by Father uh, Chad Ripperger. It's called um, uh, Spiritual. It's called uh, Prayers for the Lady. So Spiritual Warfare Prayers for the Lady. And basically there's two books, one for priests and one for the lady. You get the one for the lady. You can't be praying the one for the priest because then the demons attack you. Because you, you don't have authority to pray those. But you do have authority to pray the ones in the book of the lady. Okay? It's a very powerful book. We I, I, we go, I go through it every single day. Okay? So, guys, just think, if you, if you invoke God, the Holy Spirit, like that, and you are consistent, and you every day, man, you trying to tell me that God is not going to help you with your, with your depression? You trying to tell me that? Come on, baby. Come on now. Be serious. Come on. You say you love Christ. You say you believe in God. You want the Holy Spirit's help. You got to help too. You got to help too. Okay. So again, the seven daily habits are morning offering, adoration, the rosary, 15 minutes of scripture, the examination of conscience, and the Angelus. Boo. Moving on. Okay. Uh, the next one. Um, the next one of the 10 things to try for depression before allowing a doctor to dope you up with toxic medication. Boom. Confession. Oh, nobody wants to hear that one. Nobody wants to hear that one. No one wants to go. Oh, I ain't telling no man my, my, what I'm supposed to do. I ain't telling no man what I did. But OK, Christ, I'm going to tell you like I asked a person many years ago. Yeah, you don't want to do that. But if you knew for sure that Christ wanted you to go to confession, and that's how he wanted you to release your sins, would you do it? And that person, they were truthful. They said, yes, that was great. I had respect for him. Because <laughs> most, most folks were like, ah, I still ain't going to do it. But look, confession is important. We need to have someone say you are forgiven. That is in scripture. And, and you guys got to understand that the human person needs to hear someone say you are forgiven. That's why if we go to God on our own and we go, God, I'm sorry, I killed that person. Yeah, you said you sorry, but are you 100% known that you are forgiven? Or do you know for 100 Would you bet your life on it? Would you bet? Because that's what you're doing. You are betting your life that if I stole from a store or if I smacked my wife or whatever, and I said, God, I'm so sorry I did that. Do you? Does God forgive you? Do you know for sure 1,000% if somebody put a gun to your head, would you say that you were forgiven? Of course you wouldn't because you don't know. I'm going to help you. That's why confession is important because the priest is not acting. The priest is not acting. He is not a man. He is acting on authority of Christ, from Christ. This is why you guys got to understand the succession of the bishops, of the apostles, of authority. 
The demons understand it. And you've heard me say that many, many times. You don't have to understand it, but you do have to do it. But don't worry. The angels and demons, they do understand it. Okay. Another thing, too, is you get grace from confession. Why? Because it's a sacrament. So when I say you get grace from that confession, what that means is, man, that God gives you the grace to not to what? Commit that sin again. He helps you. The Holy Spirit helps you not to commit that sin again, not to watch pornography again, not to masturbate again, not to kill somebody again, not to abuse a kid again or whatever it is that you're that we do as as human persons. Right. You get grace when you go to confession is a powerful grace. The way Christ wanted us to confess and deal with our sins, it is in scripture. I don't have it on me. It ain't no big deal. Just look it up. It's all over the world, Catholic world. If you just look at it, and get the, you'll get the proof. It's no big deal. You know, um, it's the way Christ wants you to do it. We, he wants us to go to a priest who represents him so that that priest can say, you are absolved of your sin. Now go sin no more. Just like he did, old girl, at the well. That's one of the proofs of confession right there. Okay? Please understand this. Please, please, please. Okay? Um, another thing, too, is confession is also not a get-out-of-jail-free card. What confession means is Christ forgives you. The pre If the priest says, I absolve you, that means Christ forgives you. Because in Scripture, it says, whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. So whatever a priest... Loose on earth. If, you, if if a priest absolves you on earth, then God absolves you in heaven. It's important that we understand that. Okay. All right. Um, so also, but there's temporal when we commit a sin, a mortal sin, even a venial sin, but more so a mortal sin, it affects other people, right? When we mortally sin, like if we kill somebody's mother, that affects not just her, that affects her kids, her friends, the world. Because that per you don't know what that person was going to do, right? And that's why it's important. There's the temporal part of the scene. That's why when you go to the priest, you don't just get out of there and go, hey, God, I did this bad thing, you know, and I'm sorry. Then the priest gives you what? A penance. That's why penance is important. It's called a sacrifice. It's basically a sacrifice. It's a suffering that you have to do to, to help temporally to help temporarily reduce the effects of your mortal sin. Okay. Another thing too, mortal sin weighs heavy on our soul and must be dealt with and removed. Fellas, mortal sin is deep. Masturbation, pornography, um, um, same-sex attraction, acting on that. Um, what is the other one? Uh, another one, um, you know, infidelity. These things rock the world. And so that is heavy on your soul. And so when you go to confession, that is relieved. That is a, I can't tell you the first time I went to confession, man, I can't tell you when I walked out of there, it was like the weight of the world was off my shoulders and I could think straight again. That's another thing. Confession helps clear your freaking mind, man. It helps clear your mind of all that dirt and crappy stuff that's in your heart and in your mind. And believe it or not, that's the Holy Spirit. That's why it's a sacrament, because the Holy Spirit is working through the priests, from God, through the Jesus Christ, 
to the priest, to you, and then you are relieved and you can go out and, and conquer the world again. You can go out and, and be a loving husband, a great father. You can love God better. You can spread the love of God around the world. But see, if you got all this crap in you that you haven't got off your out of your off, out, off your soul, then that's a problem. That's a big, big problem. That's why you have people when somebody, you know, goes sleep with their girlfriend and, and use her up for four or five years, don't marry her, you know, they mom and dad don't say nothing. You know why? Because they mom and dad did the same thing. That's why you go to confession. You go to confession to get that crap off your soul. So when you see your, your when you see your daughter, you can say, hey, don't do that. That's going to hurt your soul. That's going to hurt you. You know, that's going to damage you. All right. This is why confession is important. It helps with depression, man. I'm telling you. People, listen, many, many priests will tell you if you live a good Catholic life of the sacraments and stuff, man, you will very rarely have depression. You won't, you, it won't hit you like that. I'm telling you the truth. It's the truth. Okay. Number three, um, remove sin from your life. Okay, so this kind of go with the confession thing, but it's a little it's a little bit more. Okay, one thing I realized is a lot of times we're depressed is because we we don't remove sin from our life. Like if we got financial problems, we still we we still breathe that financial problems. If we if we have a pornography addiction, we still have the pornography in our life. Um, if we have a bad marriage and we're cultivating that marriage, we still have that in our life. You will be depressed. You will not be your true sacred self as long as you have sin in your life. Sin is bad for a reason. Sin damages your soul for a reason. Um, sin causes disorder, which means a lack of God, void of God. That's what disordered means. Okay? You, you, you have, there's no God there. And when you don't have God there, I'm going to ask you a question. What does that mean? If God's not there, then who's there? You got it. Satan's there. Evil's there demonics there okay this is why with god and satan there's no fence either you are with me or you're not with me and that's christ says it in scripture don't he of course he does either with satan or you with me it ain't no in between this is why people who try to rationalize the ten commandments the rules the loving mercy of god they try to rationalize that stuff well i can do this today but i ain't gonna do it tomorrow or you know my my daughter my daughter is, is is dating a girl. That's okay. I ain't gonna worry about it. Oh man, that's not you know that ain't cool. That ain't right. You know that. So my point of it is, is we gotta stop rationalizing things and be willing to lose our daughter, be willing to lose our wife, be willing to lose our father or our friend over Christ. Because Christ said, I came to bring, uh, I didn't come to bring peace, I brought a sword, which means what? I'm going to cause havoc in your life because if you come with me, it ain't going to be easy. You know, the apostles saw that, didn't they? Every one of them, every one of them jokers got killed. <laughs> Almost, <laughs> you know, but they died for Christ. That's why they saints. Okay. All right. So sin, you, if you don't have sin in your life, especially mortal sin and then venial sins add to, can add up to a mortal sin and, and be a weighty, as weighty if it's so many of them. Man, trust me. Remove sin from your life. You'll wake up in the morning. You'll be at peace. These, these first three things that I went over, just, just do that. Just try that. 
because everything else, everything else I'm gonna mention is not of um is not of um is not spiritual. It really is, but these are practical things. These first three things, men, are your soul. And really, the reason you are depressed is mostly because what of your soul? Your soul is not in order. Your soul is in pain. Your soul is not right. It's hurting. It's hurting. This is why wives leave husbands. This is why husbands leave wives. They're unsettled. They're unsatisfied. They're not happy. They're, they're, they're trying to run around and figure out what's going on. Why do I feel like this? Okay. So those first three are like the first three, uh, the first com three commandments, right? You know, those are the, the, another thing too. Remember, the Ten Commandments are in order, so of importance. So the first three are of God, okay? And so these first three of hurt and depression, these first three, just do them, start with them. And I know that's hard. It's a lot of stuff. But you said, you, you hear, you hear because you want to get depression out your life, okay? And this, these first three things, I would start there first. And then, I, I mean, if you can't do all of them, you really can do all of them at the same time. You could be working on them all at the same time, but I'm just saying, if you don't, if you don't, if it's like it seems like it's too much, start those first three, man, and be consistent and persistent, and don't stop. That's one other thing we do. We want to build a relationship with God, then it gets too hard, and we stop. We want to build a, we want to build a great relationship with our wife, it gets too hard, and we stop. We want to build a great relationship with our husband, we it gets hard, and then we stop, and then we think, well, what happened? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong is you weren't persistent. I've been told that by uh, I read Father Morth, who was the um, the uh, the uh, the chief Vatican uh, the chief Vatican exorcist uh, at the at the um, at the Vatican for many many years. And one of the things he says is is um, Christ God loves persistence. This is why your prayer is so important. People think, well, I just pray one or two days. I've been praying. I can't tell me the guys got time Scott's gonna be and go, Jerry, I've been praying. I just started praying. I've been praying for five days, man. Ain't nothing happened. <laughs> I've been praying for six, I've been praying for three for a month, man. I've been praying every day for a month, man. Ain't nothing happened. It ain't it ain't happened because it takes the Holy Spirit time. To work out our problems, to work out our our, our sins, our, our our misgivings, it takes the Holy Spirit time to work that out, and you got to fill up that prayer bucket, man, to help to help temporarily heal that. That's why you you might have to pray for a month or two months or six months or ten years or twenty years. See, man, it comes down to: Do you have that warrior spirit? Is what it comes down to. Are you a wuss or are you a warrior? I can't tell you how many days I'll be like, man, I'm not praying for that. I'm tired of praying for it. I'm tired of praying for that. It ain't nothing happening. I'm, 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 look, I'm a marriage coach, but I'm human just like you. But you know what I do? Some in me says, Jerry, just freaking do it. Stop bitching about it and just do it. <laughs> you know, just do it persistence perseverance is what god wants why just so if you a man if you a real man are you gonna punk out you're gonna punk out after 30 days right or you're gonna be a real man and you're gonna do what it takes to take that heel that's what it's about and 
Christ knows how to deal with a man. Why? Because he was one. <laughs> okay, so so we're gonna we ain't gonna be able to do all of them, y'all. I'm so sorry. No, I ain't sorry. We having fun. Y'all having fun, right? That's why you're still here. <laughs> okay, so okay, we're gonna do a four and five. Okay, then we be done for the day. Okay, number four. Okay, y'all ain't gonna like this one. Y'all ain't gonna like number four. I'm sorry, man. I am really sorry about this one because this is a hard one. Change your diet. That right there will help you with your depression. Change your diet. Why? Why? Because as you heard me yesterday, yesterday talk about how disease works in the body. Every time you put bad food in your in your pothole, every time you put bad food in your pie hole, in your mouth, that toxic thing goes and and, and covers your whole body. It goes through your whole body before it is expelled. Okay. So if you change your diet, guess what? Guess what? That toxicity is not going through your body. So guess what? It's not affecting your brain. It's been proven that bad diets, what you put in your mouth affects your brain too. Uh, depression, uh, all these disorders, uh, all this stuff. Okay. I tell guys that are in my program, man, talk to your wife. Just don't, don't try to convince her nothing. Just, just ask her to change her diet and she might feel better, you know, but people don't want to change their diet because it's hard. I'm used to eating steak every day. I'm used to eating uh, chips every day. I'm used to drinking soda every day. Whatever it is, I'm not saying steak is bad because steak is not bad. I shouldn't have said steak. That's the best thing you would eat. Uh, steak and fish protein. Um, but, you know, all the other stuff, cake and sugars and candies and um, and french fries, carbohydrate, low-fat car- low stuff. They got- listen, they can't. Listen, people. The manufacturers can't make stuff taste good if they don't put sugar in it. Okay, that is the enlightenment of today. If carbohydrates are toxin and you keep and you eating low fat stuff, that's why skinny people die. Okay, you got to ask yourself, why do skinny people die and fat people don't die? I mean, fat people die, too, but skinny people die, too, because your diet, everything in your mouth you put in your mouth affects your body. And so if it affects your heart, your kidneys, your lungs, um, uh, it will affect your brain. This is why depression, your diet helps, will hurt your, well, um, your diet can cause depression. It contributes to that. All right. Um, veganism, low fat, carbohydrate stuff, sugars contribute to and cause toxicity. Vegan, if you're a vegan, guess what? Vegetables, vegetables. They have carbohydrates in them. It ain't a lot, but if that's all you eating every day, guess what? It's toxicity. It have, you know, your body. You have to decide. Your body. Another thing I said yesterday. You have to decide how much your body can take, how much toxicity your body can take. Okay, it's very important that you understand that, man. That's why you know, just because you're a vegan, that don't mean you ain't gonna die of of, of cancer. It doesn't. Matter of fact, it's gonna heighten your cancer. Or what diabetes or whatever you you have. There are people wearing around that are a hundred. They they look really good and they got high cholesterol stuff. They don't have blood pressure. 
Why is that? Because it's, I'm telling you, it's what they eat. That is the number one thing of with disease is what you put in your mouth will cause you to die. Okay. And so this is why you hear what's going on today. And, and this is in scripture too, about the meat thing. You know, you must eat meat because meat contains everything that you need to live. I think it said vitamin C or something. I could be wrong about that too. That's why you hear people going to the carnivore diet. Because if I'm eating carnivore and eating meat, I'm getting all the fat I need. I'm getting all the nutrients I need. I'm getting all that stuff. And I'm not, I don't have any carbohydrates in my system. No sugars, no toxicity. Okay. Uh, next, uh, toxicity affects the organs and the brain, causing many diseases such as cancer, Alzheimer's, dementia, diabetes, heart disease, arthritis, and oh, yes, depression. Okay. So, fellas, think about what I'm saying. These first four things, I know I said the first three, but <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, okay, I'm going to say it. Man, these first four things, they tough, man. They good, man. Use them. <laughs> okay, number five, the last one for today. Okay, uh, this, is, this is another one. Okay, this is another hard one. Okay, this is real hard. I hear, I hear guys bitch about this one all the time. Um, so number five of the top 10 reasons that will help you uh, beat your depression um, uh, before you have to go to the doctor is fasting and cleansing your body of toxicity. So that kind of goes back with changing your diet. But here's the problem. If you have not ever cleansed your body or fasted since the time you were born, Guess what? You are completely all toxic. You have a lot of toxins in your body right now. You do. And the great thing about it is now I'm going to give you the, the way to get rid of it to help get your body back in nice shape so that you can start, you know, all over again or whatever and relieve a lot of the toxicity in your system. Okay. So fasting and cleansing your body of toxicity. First thing I do. Uh, is master cleanse okay now look people say all kind of bad things about the master cleanse that's because they're trying to promote their stuff look the master cleanse has been around since the 40s the 30s or 40s or 50s or something like that and it and it works man it works man i don't care nobody talking about if something works i ain't care about what you're talking about <laughs> it works and you know how i work i know it works because i used it okay Look, the master cleanse, you just go online and put in the master cleanse. And this is video, man. It's this video that this guy made. He look, I call him the Swami. Man, that dude puts the master cleanse. He he goes all the way through it and he um he teaches you how to do it. You can also, there's also a pamphlet or a book out there to do the master cleanse. But man, what the master reason you should cleanse is because man, you want to get the toxicity out of your system. Okay. And the top because toxicity, as you heard, it will cause it causes disease over time. People think because they don't take arsenic that oh, I'm not dying right now. I'm got I'm okay. That's not true. Okay. Next, so you should master you should do master cleanse twice a year. So some you know once a year is fine. Whatever. Um, but the the thing is, you do it. You said you should do it twice a year. So twice a year. It's a 10-day fast. So that's what the master cleanse is. It's a 10-day fast. So that means you go 10 days without eating. 
And so while you're going through that, this this lemonade solution that you drink, that you make in your house, in your kitchen, it is over that 10 days. It is cleansing all the toxins out of your body. Now, look, the first two or three days, you're going to be in hell. (laughs) I ain't going to lie because all this stuff is going out and boom. But but man, after that third day, after that second or third day, Man, that fourth day comes, man, you you in a groove now. People think fasting is hard. It is hard, but it's really the mind. It's the mind. Another thing, well, fasting is unhealthy. That's another lie. As long as you got fat in your body, you're not going to starve. Okay? Think about what I just said. As long as you got the fuel, like if you say you're a, a, you're a big person and you got some fat built up in your stomach. Okay, you know how long you can go before you have to eat? <laughs> Come on. Logic. Logic, right? Uh, pure fat water to help cleanse your system daily. So another thing is to, after you doing, you know, that twice a year, you're doing the master cleanse or you're cleansing your system out. You know, you do the purified water thing every day, like I was talking about. Okay. Um, this one is one you don't really realize, you never thought about. Uh, uh, cleansing the toxicity out of your body helps with premature ejaculation and sensitivity during lovemaking. Bam. Didn't know that one, did you? I didn't know that one. Dude, I'm telling you, if you go on a 10 day fast and you get the toxins out of your body, your lovemaking will start to rise because you won't be sensitive and then you can prolong the lovemaking session and your wife is happy and so are you. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, toxins will cause disease and premature death. Uh, no matter your weight or age, every person has a different tolerance for toxicity. This is why you hear me say skinny people die too, just like fat people die. You know, every everybody has a different tolerance for the amount of toxicity that they can take in your body. And guess who knows this? Medic, uh, 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 pharmaceutical companies know this. That's why you can't. You have different weight. They, you, you, if you're this weight, they give you this amount. If you, if you react this way, they give you this amount of medicine. Okay. So the stuff I'm talking about, man, is not foreign. It's just you probably never thought about it before. Okay. Fasting and cleansing is so important. And also, man, fasting is what? It is, along with the rosary, those are the two most powerful prayers on the planet. Fasting, 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 fasting. You fast, you offer that suffering, because why? Fasting is a you offer to Christ, right? Of course it is. Fasting is a suffering. Fasting is a sacrifice. And guess what? Fasting works in the spiritual world. Okay. But you can't be in mortal sin. You can't be um, st- still trying to do your stuff that you're doing every day. You got to try to cleanse your soul. And that's what fasting does. It helps clear your mind. It helps clear your clean your soul. It helps draw you to God. And you offer that suffering up to God for your wife, for your marriage, for your kids, for your sickness or whatever you're going through. Why? You build up that bucket, right? You build up that prayer bucket. And, and that's how it works, okay? All right? And so uh, that is fasting. That is toxicity. And I hope that you guys understand that. Fasting and cleansing of your body will help. We'll, so tomorrow we will cover the next show. We will cover 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10. So we will re- be right back. Bam. 
Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streams on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, and CatholicAlpha.com. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Okay, okay, y'all, we are back for our final. We are done. It's 11 o'clock, so a lot of y'all going to start uh, peeling off, I know, uh, because that's what happens all the time. So that's why I try to keep it to an hour, because I want everybody to try to get what they need. All right, so conclusion, as we always do, I hope that you fellas got some out of this today, and it really helped you. Um, tomorrow, we're going to really expand on the things and, and, and get some other things that will help you to get rid of depression before you have to go see a doctor. So please be with me tomorrow at 10 a.m. Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Okay, so as we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, society offers you comfort, but you were not made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.